but having this outlet to let the stories out, to let the happy times out, to let the angry times out, to let every part of my life out and finally have this outlet, it's the greatest feeling alive. It's the G-O-A-T, greatest of all time feeling. How long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, since October 2019. Oh, wow. How, how has it been? How's the last three years now been? Yeah. Yeah, three years, man. It's it's grown unexpectedly. I expect it to be a hobby, but turned to a full-blown business and it's just rolling with it. That's amazing. Um, have you been doing it full-time or what sort of got you into it, Sam? It started to join my high school's media club and ever since then I fell in love with it. And I decided to do it when I was a junior in high school and I'm a senior, uh, not senior, he was a freshman in college. Oh, wow. How often do you do an episode? Uh, every 13 days. Oh, wow. Interesting. Tell me about that growth and journey. I, I, I really want to hear about your podcast. Tell me more about it. I know it's called, you know, Autism Rocks and I definitely want to dig into your story, but let's start with your podcast. Well, the story is ever since I was four, I was diagnosed with autism. I hated loud fireworks. And honestly, it was that was the diagnosis, really, to be honest with you. And I had tough times in my life and still do every once in a while, but I get through it and I just do my best. And I started the podcast in October 2019 because I decided I wanted to help others. I was always wanting to do something where I got to help people. I just didn't figure out what I could do. And yet here I am. And that's amazing. What's sort of the main things you like to talk about on the podcast? What's sort of the main topics you focus on? Any certain autism behaviors, perspectives, and interviews. Interesting. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, behaviors, interviews, and analogies to something that is related to autism. Got it. That I see to be considered autism. Yeah. Well, what's sort of the biggest thing that can help? people that are diagnosed with autism and they sort of go through the same things. What's sort of some coping mechanisms or some things that you use to really help yourself? Yeah, I use some coping mechanisms of mine. I've used um, certain aspects of life. I use a lot of music, the old rock and roll music. I use that in my life. I've used a lot of pro wrestling and I still use watch that ever since I was six. I've used that as coping mechanisms. I guess it's my way of escaping the real world. Yeah, like over the last few days, I've been like just exhausted. Like I just haven't had that motivation to sort of get work done. And I've been just, uh, there's this show called Avatar, The Last Airbender. And I've been re-watching the whole series and I've been watched uh, over the last few days. And it's sort of this weird mixed feeling of like guilt because I'm not working. Um, but it's yeah yeah i'm sort of stuck in this limbo where i'm not motivated to work but then when i'm not working i'm sort of watching tv i feel guilty for doing so yeah i hear yeah i felt like that maybe once in a while sometimes in my school work but eh, it happens <laughs> so tell me how did you grow the podcast like what's the tips for the podcast? where's it at now how many sort of downloads or viewers do you get on the um each fortnightly episode tell me about it well, I grow the episodes via social media and I just pick my topics and I feel like if it's worthy of being on, it's worthy on. And I'm just talking about my experience. And then where do you, how do you attract an audience? Like how do you get it to reach out to new people? 
that's what I wish I could ask myself because I just, like I said, it was a hobby and it turned into a business. Turning into a business. Tell me that. How, how did this podcast turn into a business? Well, unexpectedly, it turned into a business after we developed sponsors. One of our first big sponsors was Wellspring Pain Solutions in Bloomington, Indiana. And they're a little local around here. But um, that he, the manager, decided he wanted to sponsor us. And that's when it really turned to the business because I had to get advertisements on the um, podcast and fit that. And after that, more and more and more just kept coming in. Wow. How do you get sponsors? Or well, what's your advice there? Uh, um, sometimes, well, well, it depends on what you want. You go to my way of doing it is you just go around certain buildings and ar around your area. Like, where are you from, man? Uh, Sydney, Australia. Well, I would, what I would do if I was in Sydney, Australia, is I'd go around big, not big buildings like Subway and stuff. That's, you ain't going to get that. But like little businesses, like if there's a pet store nearby you that's local, go to that pet store and ask, hey, I'm running this podcast. Would you be interested in sponsoring? But then some come to you as Wellsprings did, but some I came to them like Blue Boy Chocolate Shop. I came to them, I asked straight up, hey, I'm running this podcast. I need sponsors. Do you want to sponsor it? And they also have a tattoo parlor shop, surprisingly, as a sponsor. Interesting. And then how do I know how much to charge for a sponsorship? That is totally up to you. You can make it cheap, but there's going to be a kick in the butt with each. If you can't make it cheap, I bet everyone will jump on the train. But you can't make it too expensive or no one will hop on the train. So you got to find a good balance. What's the price range do you recommend? Is it like anywhere from 20 to like $200? Is that sort of the price range? Uh, I'd be a little lower if it were me. Maybe 20 to 100 Maybe 20 to 50 Got it. And will it be just for like each episode or do you have multiple uh, sponsors for each episode? Or is it one per episode? It depends on what you mean. So one example is we have mini sponsorship as well. That's like we advertise for 15 seconds. We have a pay for the following section of the podcast. And my idea with that is for 15 seconds, I'll advertise that business. And there you go. Abracadabra. Or basically we'll advertise it for 30 or 60 seconds got it got it so yes sam how, how old are you right now at the moment i'm 19 buddy 19 tell me like how was how was the last 15 years been since you were diagnosed oh part of it's been a long way to get here part of it was been a pain in the butt and then part of it is wonderful i mean I've had you have the social types, the stereotyping, the exclusion, exclusion, excluding, and I've had to deal with all the negative aspects that come with autism, but I was willing to train it for some lovely positives. I was a very creative and imaginative child, and I still enjoyed life itself, even though I didn't sometimes. I think I enjoyed the adults more than the students at the school. Got it. And what's the type of autism you're diagnosed with? Is it Asperger's? Yeah, Asperger's syndrome, high-functioning autism. Got it. Tell me, what is Asperger's syndrome? What are the like? What does it lead to, or what does it entail? 
Okay, well, Asperger's entails very high functioning, but you just think in a different way, and some of it may bite you in the butt, and then some of it, though, may also be 100% reasonable and worthy and worth hearing. I mean, the creative mind sometimes is worth hearing about when my wheels turn. And then everyone that is diagnosed with Asperger's, is it different for each person? Yeah, there's low functioning, male functioning, high functioning, but we will, but Autism Rocks and Rolls believes everyone has something to offer, even the low functioning ones. Tell me about that. What is low? What is middle? What is high? What does that mean? Is that different to Down syndrome or is it this or is, or is it similar? What's the difference? Well, I think Down syndrome, um, they always have that, what I call the extra chromosome, as we all know. And, you know, they kind of have that. I don't want to say face, but mm. that look to them. Let's put it that way. I'm not trying to like stereotype them or neg- negativity. I mean, it's just that's how I can explain it. But mm. I think, but Down syndrome is where we lack s- certain skills and they can't do anything, brush their teeth or use the bathroom on their own. And that's true when it comes to low functioning, where they can't go to the bathroom. It doesn't brainwire them. It doesn't make any sense to them. They have a mind of a three year old. But middle, they have about like a seven-year-old and they're just a little far behind. They act like a kid probably more often than an adult. Me, on the other hand, I act like an adult, but I'm a little behind. I'm like a year behind. So in reality, I'm 19, but I think I act 18. Interesting. So if someone's like a mid-level and they're around like seven years old, um, does that mean when they're like, 50 they'll be like around 25 years old that could have that that could happen yeah i always say with middle more i think of it put the middle number whatever age they are cut mm-hmm. that in half that's probably how they're at that's probably how they will act so if it's seven so about seven divided by two is whatever the heck that is mm-hmm. which is i think like a decimal but round the decimal up that's how they'll act if it's eight divided by two they'll probably be act like they're four yeah you know how like down syndrome they have like the missing chromosome what leads to autism have scientists do they know what's missing or what's different or is it just uh genetics i think and with my autism it's kind of funny i don't know what how what i what's in there if i'm missing a chromosome or what but i know there's um like you can see autism in my head because there's white around uh, around my brain interesting tell me about that creative side well what what things do you like to do creatively sam well right one thing right as i said be imaginative very imaginative and with this whole pro wrestling ordeal i can write matches out study the moves and just make something unique or add value to trash what calms you the music, the rock and roll music, just, and then just, I guess, dancing in a sense. What does the opposite, what agitates you? The opposite is when people back out of plans. I agree. Interesting. And then well, what's your biggest tip for someone that's dealing with autism, Asperger's? Um, what's your biggest piece of advice? My biggest piece of advice, honestly, is take a deep breath, 
and find you'll find your way through life. I am doing it right now via podcasting. But if you find, but if the parents find something that they can tap into, it would be lovely. They could tap if it's, for example, if one autistic person loves being in the kitchen and can cook to a T, that kitchen and that skill might lead into something pretty big. Yeah, tell me, like, I've seen all those talent shows where people that have autism, but they have these crazy skills, like they can remember 365 countries around the world. They can, they, they memorize the number of pi. Um, they have extreme heightened senses of, of, of smell or something. Is, is that, yeah, what's that? I have very uh, high sensory issues. I don't like wet, wearing a wet t-shirt or a tag in my shirt. It's very annoying. Mm-hmm. But it has happened. Sometimes in the functioning system, it's odd. We may be good at a complicated skill, but a life skill? Mm-mm. I mean, I mean, as an example, while I can do this podcast and make wonderful episodes and mess around with the sounds and understand that, I, my friend, have a hard time understanding cooking. Hmm. Yeah, how does someone with autism have such good memory where they can memorize every single country and all the capital cities in every single country? So, so they just have a, a strength in, in like memory that normal people will never be able to achieve. That's a question for a doctor, buddy. I can't answer that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, what do you think your superpower is? Or what do you love? Like, what do you think you do pretty well? Uh, the creative side and just doing this right now, using this podcast as, as a platform. I need to put get a shirt that says podcasting is probably my superpower. Nice. How do you get on guests? Do you just sort of message people on Instagram, send them DMs? What's the best way for you to get guests? I would say uh, what I do is pick like with pick, know your audience, first of all. First of all, for sure, pick your audience. And then what you do is you go to Facebook Messenger and you find a verified Facebook account and you ask them. If that doesn't work, then you go to then you go to a website I found or find a booking agent website and you try to find their publicist and you email them. If that doesn't work, you go to Twitter and you tweet them and you get a Twitter account if you don't have one. Now, if that doesn't work, you go to Instagram, get an Instagram account and try to message them. I will warn you, Instagram and Twitter has 40 word limit. So you have to make it short, but sweet. But your best bet from my personal experience so far is Facebook Messenger. That's awesome. It is, so my, when I do the exact same thing, my hit rate's probably like one in every like 20, 30 people I message to. Do you have like a similar sort of Success rate, one in 30? No, I only got, so far, I only got one um, one through Facebook Messenger, and that was Simon Majumdar from the Food Network show in America. I don't know if you have it, but he's on Cutthroat Kitchen, Guy's Grocery Games. He's the bald-headed judge and the Briton. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But you've gotten like I've seen you having other guests. Like you, your last guest was a rock and roll musician person. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was. Thanks for saying that. Actually, three are messenger. My bad. Simon was was messenger. James Durbin was messenger. The rock and roll from American Idol. 
and Manny Harvey for America's Got Talent was Facebook Messenger. You've gotten like other, are those your only three guests? Have you gotten any other guests as well? No, I have others, but it's just we connected them via different ways. So one example I've had, I had Gutterfire from Australia and um, someone connected us to them, a music podcast that I was once on, said, hey, you should have these guys on. I'll make the connection for you. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> and, and then some others I've been through my editor, Temple Grandin was via editor and through an email and she responded and was very delighted to be on. So we got her on. We were very excited about that. And then Sarah Tomko, a uh, mental health advocate, was also an email as well. But then somebody just, I've had just via me through this journey. Some I met through a networking event. Some I met while being online. So it, it varieties. That's really cool. Do you, how do you prep for each one of these guests? Do you sort of research? Do you have questions laid out? Oh yeah, I have research, but then I keep five same questions about just what does this mean to you and all that but then i just at the end have some fun questions just to wrap it up and have let everyone have some fun so that's what i do that's pretty good um tell me like what's your thoughts on like mental health and is that something you go through like i go through some ups and downs and feelings of loneliness depression anxiety like i definitely go through all that like me too buddy I've been through anxiety. I fought through depression once upon a time, and it's been a challenge at times, but you know, at the end of the day, I'll probably know I'll get through it. I mean, my biggest one lately is social anxiety. I've had social anxiety ever since I was 15. I mean, it has happened because of them or the other people who have led me to have that when, when dealing with the exclusion and dealing with the negativity in my life. It has unfortunately led me to a path of really social anxiety. It cost me a whole summer to where I didn't want to do anything because I was too nervous to interact with a single person other than my family. Yeah. Something like I'm starting to realize now as I get older is like, I realized that when I was in high school, um, I was really, you're, you're really put in a box. Like, you know, in high school, I was like really myself and 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 me being myself i just didn't have many friends like i was just different um but then strangely as i sort of kept at it that sort of has become my strength like now people really want to sort of hang out with me they yeah that's what has happened to me too so like it's like whoa like being yourself is now really really cool but like when you're younger if you're different you sort of was just like the, the person in the corner of the room yeah my mother teaches eighth graders and we're trying and she's every day she tries to teach that lesson and that's some autism rocks and rolls values every day is being yourself regard no matter who you are or what makes you unique makes you unique buddy yeah are there any people that you look up to sam or any people that you follow or you're a big fan of they really get inspiration from i'm a fan of mick foley always have been ever since I love pro wrestling. Now to answer your question about influence, I have a view on that. My view is I can be influenced and inspired by many others, but I know at the end of the day, my army is one versus all because I realize that this end, the negativity in my world has led me to a, to believe that this dog eat dog world, unfortunately. And, but also fortunately, because I know that I'm very self-aware of it and I'm very happy to know that I don't, 
I don't trust a lot of people. I have trust issues. So because of those trust issues, I create an army of my own with just people of me with just basically people of me and or people just with heads on myself. So it's like next person here. It's basically someone who looks like someone else, but it's a head of me and a brain of mine. Next person here, different person, different looks. Got a, got the same brain as mine, but also has has the same head. So it's just an army of Sam Mitchells. Got it. Interesting. You know what I realized is that as I've been sort of on this journey to figure out myself, it's like the more I sort of share my beliefs and share my worldview, it sort of solidifies me as a person. So every time I'm talking to someone new and sharing them my perspective and sharing them my worldview, I'm sort of getting stronger and stronger. And I'm, it's similar, like I'm building more and more bricks that build up Andy mine. Yeah, the, 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 these men of mine, this army of mine has allowed me to build more bricks. And I would rather have them build the bricks than someone else build the bricks. Most definitely. Do you follow Elon Musk or do you know Elon Musk by any chance? I've heard of him. We need him. We're trying to get him on the show. Yeah. I just haven't had the time to. Yeah. He has like Asperger's as well. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to get in contact with him. Yeah, like what type of Asperger's does Elon Musk have? Um, I think just regular classic textbook Asperger's syndrome. What's the textbook version of it? Well, what's the definition of the textbook? What does it say? Okay, well, text version, textbook version is yeah. where you basically have no filter. You have foot and mouth syndrome. You basically don't do plan Bs. You don't, you have a start time with French just because you jump into it or you're too cautious. There's no bit all in between. You don't do daily changes quite well. If someone told me I was going to Walmart and no one told me about it when I was younger, I have a meltdown and it snapped just like that. That's another behavior for you. M meltdowns. I don't have external meltdowns where I just go bleh, mm -hmm. but I do have internal meltdowns where I just shut down. Interesting. Wow. And then what's something that you do to deal with it? How do you cope with um, these mental fluctuations? I don't know. I don't think I do. Because when I say internal meltdown, like I shut down. Like I turn to the one worded person where it's just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. And I'm 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 there. If you ever heard the phrase, there's a knock on the door, but no one's home. That's what it really is. Do you feel like you have like a mental battery that's constantly drained? Because when I sort of get really angry and I can't control the anger, it's when my social battery or energy battery is just like at zero yeah that's probably that battery when that battery turns off like that's when the internal meltdown begins yeah and yeah. i don't come out of it until i am ready to come out of it yeah yeah for me it's like getting a lot of rest getting a lot of sleep talking about it that that helps me a lot i guess um but when i'm in it it's like like I'm so angry, but I don't want to be, but I just can't stop this anger. Yeah, I feel you because I sometimes talk to my family about some situation that's happened to, but you know, sometimes I don't feel like it because why bring it upon them? It's not their business. It's my business at the end of the day.
I mean, I'll talk to you if I want to, and if I feel comfortable about it. But then there's some situations that I'll look at that you guys that might get looks. I'm just not comfortable with telling you because it's not your business. It's my business. It's my privacy. I'm worried about it. I don't need to bring it upon you. You don't need to worry about it. It's nothing for you to worry about. It's something that I need to worry about and handle. I appreciate your support, but let me handle it. Or just this one time. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, that's a good approach. Just being honest about it. That's sort of what I've been trying to be more. Like sometimes I'll be sitting in the car with my mom and I'm just angry. And I just tell her mom, like right now I just feel angry. And it just takes that weight off my shoulder. But now I'm putting it on her and, and it causes a bit. It's like I'm trying to just sort of tell people how I feel. And that's sort of been helping. Um, yeah, just being honest about how I feel. Yeah, that definitely uh, helps. It definitely helps if you're willing to share. And the more, the more you're willing to open about it, the more you'll feel a lot better. Yeah. I agree. I think that's sort of why I like, I love doing these podcasts on my YouTube channel. It's like a chance for me to just talk. And I think it's really therapeutic and calming. And it's sort of, it does require me to remove my ego and not care about what people think. Um, but it's also really therapeutic. Oh, that's the same way with me too. It's very therapeutic for me because if I wasn't, um, doing this i don't know if i have an outlet to let this out of anger and let these happy stories also tell and share the world why i am here because some of these stories i haven't told my mother because i didn't want to because i didn't want to bring this upon but having this outlet to let the stories out to let the happy times out to let the angry times out to let every part of my life out that i haven't want to share and finally have this outlet it's the greatest feeling alive it's the G-O-A-T. Greatest of all time feeling. Yeah, the goat feeling. Yeah, um, I would have said both, but that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, because like, when I was younger, I used to think a lot. And I used to, like, I think, I, I remember when I was young, I was looking around at people and I was like, why do they all look so calm? Like, they're not thinking they don't have all these things going through in their mind and obviously like now I sort of really see it as a gift like I have this superpower to solve any problems and I could come up with ideas and build businesses and sort of manage things and compartmentalize things but I do have this full head where I need to drain it out give it some space because when it gets too full I, it, it hurts it's stressful it's not nice and the podcast allows me to just like get everything out there, like empty my brain. Yeah, when you empty the brain, you gotta fill the tank and then just like a car, you gotta, when the gas runs out, you gotta fill it up. Yeah, what do you do? Well, what recharges you? I, I guess listening to music, right? You sort of lie, do you just lie down and listen to rock music, lie in the, your bed? No, it's mainly a hammock I got and I have, and I have to move around a lot. Do you use headphones or earphones or speakers? Headphones. Nice, nice. I need to get a pair of headphones. I have some like decent speakers, but headphones you sort of like can escape into the world. Yeah, and just feel like you're there. Oh yeah, yeah. man. I've done that too many times count on a finger. And at the time I don't want to take them off, it's the funny part. When I was young, my mom used to I used to go to speech pathology because I used to always stutter and I wasn't clear with my words. 
my mom also got me tested for like ADHD. Um, like apparently I was just like slow. Like I was just like, I wasn't as smart as her. Like I was bad at reading. I was always taken out of class to get extra reading lessons. Um, but I do find like I am like the underdog in most situations. I have been behind in everything, but I usually always catch up in the end. Yeah, but the under, I've been under, I've been an underdog my whole life, and man, I like that because I get to get underestimated, and I think I've been able to like that feeling of underestimation, so I can prove your butts wrong. And when you do, you got a good sense of feeling at the end. I'm not trying to brag, say, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not that at all. It's just that I'm feeling better because I showed you something that you never thought I could do. So you want to keep underestimating? Please do. It's just fuel to my fire, and the more fire I receive, the more and the higher the flames go, the higher that you're going, that your opinion will burn. Yeah, because I've sort of accepted the fact that I don't really catch things really quickly. Like I win through repetition, and I don't give up, and I just sort of I fall down. Get, like I was learning how to windsurf recently, and I just fell down, got back up, and it was just I was just falling down, get back up, forward. And I fell down like probably like 50 times in like two, three hour session. But since I got back up so many times, I was able to figure it out quite quickly. That's sort of been my sort of, I guess, strategy. Right. Everyone has their own strategy. Everyone has their own strategy to get through the day. And mm-hmm. everyone has their own strategy to get through a certain obstacle, maybe realistic or unrealistic. But if it works for you, it works. And all that matters is you got through it. Yeah, because like, I remember I was going to like an arcade with a friend and my friend like, with all these different games, whether it was like air hockey or basketball, like he was just so good at everything and I was just like, bad at everything. Um, and then like, it's not like he goes there all the time, he's just naturally like, people. some people naturally are just good at things first try. Yeah, that, that's happened to me at times. I mean, naturally, it took a while for me to learn uh, billiards or pool. But after I took that a couple times, I practiced and I got pretty well, if I say myself. So, practice makes perfect sometimes. That's pretty good. Over-practice. I believe, I'm a firm believer in not over-practicing. Yeah, because I think you sort of, like, an, a, a thing I realized was, like, I was practicing guitar for the last, like, last year for, like, six months straight. Ten minutes every morning out of discipline and practice. And after, like, during the new year, I was like, why am I playing the guitar? Like, I don't even, I don't enjoy this. Um, I don't pick it up any other time of the day. And I'm not even that good at it. So I just stopped practicing it. And I picked up the piano. And the piano has been way more fun, way more easier. Way, I've been learning way faster. And, like, I, sh- I should have stopped playing guitar earlier. Hey, but it takes time for you to figure out your niche. It took a while for me to figure out my niche. It took me 16 years to figure that out. Yeah. Tell, tell, like, did you try a lot of different things before you got into podcasting? Uh, um, yeah, I tried baseball. I did do Taekwondo for a while. I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. I, didn't, I knew I didn't want to do that with my um, life. I knew that. But I wanted to continue with and kind of after with that, I didn't know where to go. I was just lost and I thought I was probably going to be uh, one of those people who sit on the couch and play video games all day. <laughs> but <laughs> that changed after I found the podcasting and just 
was happy. I was just happy I found something that I could do that was really well and that was really beneficial for others out there. They want some of the people to experience the pain that I have. Tell me about that pain. Or was it just like being sort of an outcast, like struggling to find friends, loneliness? Trying to find a friend for 15 years that was not someone else we already had. Just basically someone who was there to consult me. I know I had minimal people. I didn't have the maximum people. I didn't have a maximized support group or a support system. How'd you fix that? How'd you solve that? How did you get that support group? I decided, I decided to just not care and be myself and try to find the right people. And it took some time. I found some quicker than others, but I found it. And that's what makes me happy. And going through this podcast, meet, I meet some wonderful and amazing people who may not, you know, may not like me and want to work with me but at least respect me, which I'm still getting used to because I haven't felt that for 15 years. Yeah, that's true. Like respect is like a weird thing. Like in, in high school and, and, and through like a lot of my life, I never felt respected. Um, and it wasn't like I was looking for it. Um, but but it's, you know, it doesn't feel good when people look down on you. It doesn't feel good when people don't think much of you. Um, but you sort of... Well, when I like just focus on myself, it sort of just came and, and it wasn't like I was looking for respect or asking for it, but I sort of just got it naturally as I just kept building yeah, on myself. Used to it. Yeah. Interesting. That's what happened to me, buddy. I've had to deal with that. I got comfortable getting used to feeling anxiety, depressed, and it just became basically every day and it came routine to feel that. But after I lie, I knew that if I kept going down this path, life would suck. So I had to make those changes or otherwise my life would be down the drain and I feel basically like a part of the French would be, I feel like a worthless piece of shit. Yeah. What was the change? How do you change that? I had to change it because I was, I didn't know how. I guess I decided I was tired of it because you can only poke the bear so far that he'll eventually growl. And I guess during 16, I finally growled and I had enough. I do notice like every time I go through burnout and I sort of like go through like a dip period, when it gets to the bottom, you sort of slingshot back up and then it goes down, down, down. And when you hit your like bottom, you're like, yes, I'm going to sleep early. I'm going to like change. Like it always happens at the worst, doesn't it? Oh yeah. But I I can say right now, I feel like as Roman Reigns would say from wrestling, I'm in God mode, son. (laughs) That's awesome. What was the um, catalyst for the first episode? How did you pick up the mic and start talking? Well, the first episode I did, well, in my media club, I did Thundercast and helped out some of my peers. But starting the podcast and starting Autism Rocks Rolls, I was kind of very boring and had a monotone voice, but it still worked and it worked out well. I didn't know what to do, so I figured the best way to start was, as you're starting school, a proper introduction. They always say, introduce yourself. And I figured, let's go, well, let's go to the school route. Let's go introduce yourself and at least just tell people about yourself a little bit. And it worked. Interesting. So was the literal, were you literally one day, hey, I want to give podcasting a try. I've seen a lot of people have a podcast, like 
let's just pick up the mic and let me just start talking, introduce myself. Is that how it started? Literally that simple? Yeah, that was um, the first one. And then from developing there, we had to come with certain behaviors. And then I got guests throughout the season and section two. So then the first big one was Simon Jumdar. So as I said, we kind of went from there. And then the entertainment one was I decided to compare certain aspects to autism. And my guinea pig on that was pinball. I decided to compare um, autism to pinball. And a lot of people weren't for sure on that, but I got underestimated and I proved them wrong. <laughs> Where do you get most listeners from? Like from Anchor, like Spotify or YouTube? Where do you get most of your listeners from? Surprising. I thought it'd be Podbean, but surprisingly it exchanges. But I think one year, one year, one month, it was Google Chrome. Another year was Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Really had fun talking to you this time. Like, it, like I'm out of like questions. It was like an amazing just to chat and, and get to know you. Um, anything else you wanted to sort of talk about? Well, um, nothing I can think of, but thank you for letting me, letting me be on. And it was great meeting you, man. And if you ever want me back, give me a holler. Most definitely, yeah. Sam, where can people find more about you? Tell me all the details. Where where can people follow your journey? Well, you can follow me on um, a lot of... Okay, if you go to Autism Rocks and Rolls, um, that's everything on there. Like my the, my podcast platform, like there's Podbean on there, you can follow that. But my website is where you'll find everything. I'll link it on the description below. But yes, yeah, Sam, really appreciate your time today. I just love how you sort of didn't give up being so honest and transparent of of the, the tough journey and and i think you are definitely motivating a lot of people i love how you just have a podcast talking it's literally autism rocks like it, that's definitely going to be helping a lot of people because i think well, i'll tell you this before we go i want to add truth to the podcast what my feelings were about my about my feelings you know i would because i wouldn't say autism sucks because i don't feel that at all i don't feel at all that's True. I wouldn't say traveling is awesome. That's kind of a boring title. So I figured when I fell in autism and I went down my hobbies and the rock and roll music came and I thought I could turn this view of mine, this hobby to a feeling. So I think, so you asked me, what do I think about autism? It rock, autism rocks and rolls, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I actually didn't know that. That makes sense. You love rock and roll. That's sort of what you listen to. That's pretty cool. Had combined those two things. Huh, imagine you could like, do you know um, Nardwad, where he has like, he interviews all the rappers. He's sort of this guy with glasses and a funny hat and he interviews all these rappers and he's into hip hop. You can sort of do a similar thing for like rock and roll, just like interview and sort of bring on it and be the guy that talks to rock and roll sort of people. I already did that once with James Zerber, you never know, it might continue. Yeah, yeah, that might be your thing. But yeah, great, great episode. I just love, like you're definitely motivating a lot of people and I love how it's sort of positive, but at the same time, truthful you are. I think the more truthful you get, the more people you're gonna attract and the more prolific your sort of podcast will be. But yeah, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Awesome. So yeah, that's another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. I had fun today. Um, and I will see you guys next week with nothing but more value. Peace.